The uh, text for this particular sermon is uh, coming from the epistle reading in 1 Peter 3. I want to uh, remind you for a moment of verses 13 and 14. That's the first two verses. It says, Now who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. This is our text. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I have uh, always been uh, willing and even pushing a little bit to watch hero movies. I like hero movies. Uh, you know, how could you help it, I guess? I, well, I mean, I like the action stuff, but heroes are interesting. I mean, they get to... Uh, beat up the bad guys uh, to stop with whatever suffering and risk is going on, the pain, the injustice, or whatever else. That's what heroes do. And it's kind of nice to watch that. Uh, I have, uh, from time to time, wondered why uh, that seems positive to all of us when we've been told to turn the other cheek, and these guys never seem to do that, unless maybe they're captured or something. Um, and then I think also that, uh, generally speaking, it's, it's to help the ones that humbly are sort of stuck turning the other cheek all the time, which is, you know, horrible to us. God has his ways of looking after people. And I, in, in hero movies, even though they have nothing to do with God for the most part, it, it seems to be that there's somebody that turns up that looks after people. Now, you know, here we are in, uh, in Peter's letters, and his flock are Hebrew Christians that have been stuck in this thing that we call the dispersion, which is uh, all of these folks were chased out of Jerusalem and Israel to a very great extent because of persecution by Jews and by Romans. So who's supposed to be the hero? Who's supposed to take care of? Who's supposed to do away with the difficulties of the people that are stuck in this dispersion? It's a really hard thing for them. They're, they've been chased out of their home in Israel. Life is suddenly very much more difficult for them uh, because the places that they had to go are not welcoming places. People are not the same people that they are used to living with. People of God, they're pagans. They're not happy with Jews anyway, but they're really not happy with Christians because Christians tend to uh, attract people away from the pagan life and that causes them trouble of different sorts and they don't like it. They're not happy that you're there if you're in the dispersion. They're persecuting you. They're very negative towards you if, if they're not persecuting you at least. They're offensive. They don't want you there. So if you're there under those conditions, if those folks were there under those conditions, how are they supposed to work? Because customers are going to be unusual. Uh, their family has to be cared for and fed. They need a place to live. And all that stuff is increasingly difficult when everybody's mad at you. It's, it's always hard for them with reviling and some degree of suffering and hardship all the time. And, and if, you, if you don't have a hero 
to set things right. Well, uh, what happened and what Peter's trying to deal with here is that the, these folks are not behaving like Christians anymore because they're being abused and they're not taking it well and they are uh, responding badly. They're not acting like the people of God anymore and God has been uh, instigating in Peter's own mind that this is a problem, that they need to stop doing that. Which is hard for us to imagine too. I mean, none of us likes being abused. And if we think we're being abused, then we can get pretty defensive. We can easily sympathize with the people that are stuck in this dispersion problem. And uh, the warnings are valid for us too. When things are not going well, you're not supposed to act like you in the world. But these days we're all a little frustrated being stuck at home by government regulation. It's uh, first a lot of people, they've lost their jobs and their well-being has suffered a great deal of all kinds of reasons. But some of them are legitimate, I suppose, but it is increasingly difficult and increasingly frustrating. And I know that all of you are feeling that in some degree. I even uh, get a little fussy and impatient, uh, hanging around waiting for things to change, to get better, and, uh, and it's not going fast enough for me, and so I, get, I don't act like I'm supposed to, and I know that you don't all the time either. That's just the way things are going right now. If anytime anyone ever is responsible for our suffering, even if, I mean, we're not exactly talking about that right now, but if that's occurring, it brings us all kinds of hard emotion and, and hardship. And, and don't you very much want to fight that back? Don't you want that to go away? Don't you want to push hard enough to call it down? To make it stop? And it all seems completely justified. The problem is the kind of things that Peter is saying here. The problem is everybody... Everybody thinks like that, that they have to defend themselves uh, life and limb. Their kindness can go out the window or their patience doesn't need to be there anymore. But see that this is not the same for God's people. You are God's people and you're called to be different because you are called to stand in front of God and represent him here as his children. And if you're acting like everybody else, then what does that make him look like? So are you different or are you the same? I don't know if you uh, think about it in this particularly difficult way, but did you notice Peter brings this up? Now, I know you know that Jesus suffered. That's more or less obvious. But he didn't suffer uh, for the people that were being nice to him, or at least not only to the people that were being nice to him. He uh, eventually went to the cross by himself. It was not only for believers, but also for those who would murder him. And so he died, not only for you, but also for them. He suffered to rescue you and them and everyone from sin and every bad response to anything that happens in the world because that's what sin does. He could have 
responded like we would like to respond in power and set everything right for us to see. I suppose if you thought about that a little bit, you probably wouldn't enjoy that very much because if he set you right, it's going to be particularly painful and judgmental and difficult, if not fatal, eternally fatal, because that's what we deserve if he's going to set it right that way in power. But instead of doing that, he submitted to suffering for a time for your good and for the good of all whether they're paying attention to it or not, whether they're nice to him or not, whether they believe him or not at the moment. This is why he died. There's purpose in suffering for you, as you should be by now aware. At times you suffer to offer discipline to your life, as any father would do. That's what the book of Hebrews says. Said to the same people, we should look at suffering as discipline from your father who loves you to help you to behave better. At times you suffer to offer comfort uh, to other people, but you know, think of it this way. Um, God allows you to suffer sometimes to give you confidence that you can endure anything when you are in the palm of his hand, living in his compassion and the power of your father's love. Anything can be endured that way. And even if it becomes a mortal problem, then you are still in his hand because your, your brother, Jesus Christ, has risen. Yes, he's your Lord. Yes, he's your savior. Yes, he's your family. And he rose so that you can endure anything with your father. In this particular letter, Peter says it might be his will for you to suffer for a different reason as well. Some people seeing you suffer, maybe even causing you suffering and shaming you or whatever else is going on in their evil doer mind. They see how you respond. They see how you respond with your father to show his goodness and his mercy despite the hardship and difficulty that you're dealing with, to encourage questions about how you could possibly endure all this in peace. He wants people to see that he is good to you, even in suffering, maybe especially in suffering he is always with you. He is even in you. And he is by your side, as Jesus said, he'd be with you into eternity, forever. As long as you're here, he's with you. Of course, when he comes, you'll be with him all the more. His Holy Spirit is in you. And the Holy Spirit and the Son, they intercede with the Father as one of the reasons why he ascended into heaven, to sit at his side, to intercede for you, to help you. Seek his Father's power for you so that anyone, anyone might see that Christ is busy loving you in every moment of every day, of every night, whether it be good or ill in that day. Peter says that you should be prepared to make a defense for anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that's in you. 
Well, you know, interestingly, he has to say to do that with gentleness and respect. Now, there's a reason why he has to say gentleness and respect. Remember who he is speaking to here. These people are under duress. They are suffering. They are having difficulty. And they're tempted to act poorly. But he wants all of us to be ready to give that answer. But why gently and respectfully? Well, why? Because people aren't only asking when they like you. They may actually be inflicting the suffering and seeing how you're reacting. They want to know why. This for the glory of God. Ask Jesus why he had to answer in front of Pilate, in front of the high priest, in front of the Sanhedrin, in front of Herod. None of them were happy with him. Ask Paul why he had to stand in front of the emperor, why he stood in front of King Agrippa, why he stood in front of the Sanhedrin and gave answer to people that hated him. Why did Peter have to be beaten in the temple where he was preaching Christ crucified and risen? He himself was crucified eventually, giving that answer. Stephen is another, the deacon Stephen suffered greatly and was stoned to death while he was in the middle of giving his answer. Sometimes the people that are asking are not being nice. And yet he says to be ready. Be ready to answer in love, in gentleness, in respect. Because Jesus died for these people, just as he died for you. And even more than that, Peter relays from your Savior Jesus that even if this should happen, even if you're suffering for righteousness sake, you are always and eternally blessed in your crucified and risen Savior who loves you to the end, who is with you to the end, who is in you to the end, and who defends you to the end. Amen.